0: Father, that uh, we would listen and hear through the scriptures the story of your birth, the story of your love for us. And Lord, I just pray for each person that's going to read tonight, Lord, that the the words would, um, Father, just be deeply embedded in their spirits, in each one of our spirits. I pray for the music, the songs we'll sing, Lord, I pray that um, it would be a sweet sound in your ear, and Father, it would glorify you. And draw us together. And I pray, Lord, as we close out the service with silent night, Lord, and we light the candles and we just look to that light and know that you are the light of the world. And I just pray that you would bless our evening and bless this Christmas season. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, each each Sunday, for those of you that have been coming to our church, we've been doing the Advent season and well, we've we 've had hope and love and joy and peace and and each Sunday has just been super special i don 't know those of you that are here i 'm sure you same way as with me how ministered to we were by each one 's sharing it 's just special to hear hear the story of Christ coming through the different personalities and I just want to introduce Doug and Jennifer Geigel tonight they 're going to come up and share on the theme of Purity, which where we will light that white candle and um, celebrate the purity of Christ, the purity that Christ brings to us through his blood and through his um, sacrificial giving of his life. So Doug and Jan, would you come on up and share for us? You didn't need a microphone here. Oh, you got one? Okay, I didn't see it. Sorry.
1: Well, I, I took a little bit of this out of this little book. Some of you may have seen it. There's a passage in there titled "Light and Shadow" from our daily bread. Art historian Seymour Slive described the great described the great Dutch artist Rembrandt as a master of light and shadow, a compelling storyteller on canvas. Rembrandt's painting the adoration of the shepherds portrays a darkened stable in Bethlehem. For two shepherds kneel beside the manger, while other people stand farther away. One man holds a lantern, but the brightest light shines from not from his lantern, but from the Christ Child, illuminating those who have gathered close to him. Seven centuries before Jesus' birth, Isaiah used the image, used an image of light and shadow to foretell the coming of a savior for Israel. Isaiah nine. Two and six reads, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. Each person may see a different story in Rembrandt's painting, but perhaps each of us is represented somewhere in that stable. Are we kneeling in worship? Standing back in hesitation? or hiding from the light that has penetrated our darkness. This last passage reminded me of the message on peace this past Sunday. Towards the end of the sermon, Pastor Nigel spoke about the distance between himself and the congregation and vice versa. And we feel safe with that and comfortable with that separation. Sometimes we try to shut ourselves in our homes from the troubles of the world, and we also try to keep the world from seeing the darkness that is behind our walls and in our lives. Christmas invites us to step out of the shadows of darkness and allow the light of Christ to shine into our hearts. This last candle often symbolizes light and purity and is known as Christ's candle. The word Advent comes from the Latin word ven, which means to come. We have been lighting the Advent candles for more than four weeks now, and each time we do, light is added and things are a little bit brighter. Today we light all the candles, including the middle one, that represents Christ and signifies our Messiah. Our Messiah and Savior has come. The light
2: of the world. In Luke's gospel, Zechariah, a priest and the father of John the Baptist, compares Jesus to the rising sun from heaven, when he declares Christ will shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. Multiple times in the Gospel of John, Jesus would refer to himself as the light of the world. Jesus would also declare that the light has come into the world. Clearly, he isn't talking about the arrival of a new sun or special star. Jesus is speaking of himself, bringing light to the dark dark and troubled world. No one would argue that our world isn't dark and broken. Most agree that only in the light that things are made right. We wouldn't want a brain surgeon to do his work in the darkness, not able to see what he was doing. We wouldn't want someone to assemble our car blindfolded or hear the pilot come on the intercom and tell us he would be flying the plane without the necessary instruments. In the light, we are able to see what is right and what is wrong and make the necessary adjustments. The purpose of all light is to reveal and illuminate Christ came as light to reveal something to us. He came to show us our sins and shortcomings, yet, He didn't come to simply expose all the sins of the world, He came to save it also.
0: Thank you, you guys. Thank you. Praise the Lord. He is the light of the world, and we don't need to be afraid. And his light will always shine in any darkness that we live in because he loves us, and he wants to reach our hearts. He wants to reach us with his love. There's nowhere we can hide from him. Highest height, the lowest low. He loves us so much, he'll come chasing after us wherever we go. Tonight what we're going to do is, uh, if you've been here in other Christmas Eve services, we're going to have different ones read the scriptures and then we're going to sing the song. So just enjoy and and, uh, just listen and uh, really think about what Doug and Jennifer just shared regarding Christ shining in that dark place. So we begin our story with the prophet Micah and we hear this from scripture but you Bethlehem Ephra, Ephrathah though you are small among the clans of Judah out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel whose origins are from of old from ancient times and there shall come forth for, forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse and a branch shall grow out of his roots and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him the spirit of wisdom and understanding the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. That's the word of God, and we believe it. We've got a Hadley.
3: For unto us a child is born, to us a child is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace.
4: Luke one thirty four and 35. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, Son of God. Isaiah seven fourteen, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign, The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus.
2: In those
5: days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. Please stand with us.
2: Luke 2, 5-7. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in mangel because there was no room for them in the inn.
5: shepherds living out in the fields nearby keeping watch over their flocks by night and the angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone all around them and they were terrified but the angel said to them do not be afraid I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people today in the town of David a savior has been born to you he is Christ the Lord this will be a sign to you You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace to men on whom his favor rests.
4: two verse 15. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, "Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread out the word concerning what had been told them about this child and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. but Mary treasured up all these things, and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told.
3: From Matthew, chapter 2, after Jesus was born in Jerusalem and Judea. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and incense and of myrrh.
0: Praise the Lord. I hope the Holy Spirit was speaking to you through the sharing, uh, through the reading, through the songs. I just want to say thank you to all of you involved in the worship, the songs, putting the songs together for Tim, who put the uh, reading together originally, and Mike for doing a lot of work back there, and Faith for putting together a nice, nice bulletin for us tonight that we can hold on to. And... um, I don't have one now. <laughs> I need a, t- candle. Yes, a candle. Thanks, Tim. I'll, I'll, I'll start the lighting. Thank you. And I just want to wish you the best for Christmas and trust that uh, tonight will get you focus on the one that loves you more than anyone else in this world. Uh, despite the fact that uh, we love each other, but gosh, the Lord Jesus Christ loves you so much so much more than any of us could. Amen. And uh, so I just pray that you would know that. Amen. Know that. Know that how much He loves you. And God bless you. And if you're traveling, and some of you will be traveling back home uh, for the, maybe for the new year or after a few days. God bless you as you travel. Pauline and I are going to be um, taking off tomorrow morning to uh, see our family. It was our baby son's 35th birthday yesterday, and we're going to drop some presents off to him and his family and then head to Western Montana. Tim will be preaching on Sunday, and we'll be back next. We'll be back the following week, so after the new year. And I will be 65 years old, and I will be officially on Medicare. So so keep paying your taxes so that I can get my medical care. So with that said... I just want to say thank you, Lord Jesus, Mm -hmm. for what he's done for us. And God bless you as you go, as we light these candles. After the song, you'll be dismissed. And uh, just leave as the Lord leads you in. Go enjoy your family tonight. Next year, we'll have two new babies. There's two young ladies in here today carrying babies. And this is a special Christmas. And next Christmas, we'll get to see the little faces. And we're looking forward to that. But Mary, Mary's pregnancy was supernatural. It wasn't a natural birth. It was supernatural. Supernatural pregnancy. Christ came. God with us. And he's the light of the world. And he's shining into your darkness right now. He's shining.